don't let this frighten you, but the Horror Masters of Bloomhouse Productions have announced they're branching into the video game industry, with plans to partner with some indie dev studios on lower budget games. And is it true? Could Call of Duty really be coming to the Nintendo Switch? We're going to talk about all this and so much more right now on Gaming News Weekly. Gaming News Weekly is back. We are the best weekly video game news show out there right now. Best weekly video game news show there has ever been. And you're watching it right now. Every single Monday, we kick off your week with some of the biggest things happening in the video game industry. You can check us out on Fruit Lab, YouTube, podcast services, everywhere. My name is E-Rock the Red. I am joined every single week by this gentleman right here, Full Clip. What's the haps, dude? Yo, what's up? We're making it through this week, but always excited to go through the gaming news. Absolutely. It's been a minute, dude. We were off last week. I was on vacation. I was out there, you know, doing uh, fun family stuff. But, you know, not that I didn't have time for the gaming news. There just really wasn't much to talk about. And I was like, you know, Full Clip can handle it on its own. Yeah, slow news week. Yeah, slow news week, but we're back with a big news week. We got lots to talk about. Um, I played a lot of games the, the last few days. I didn't do much gaming on vacation. I did take my, I took my Steam Deck. Um, you know, played a few games there. I'm obsessed. I didn't realize this was a thing. And I've talked about it before. I'm obsessed with video like Steam bundles, dude. I there's like every time there's a website called fanatical and they always come out with these mystery bundles. And I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but it's like $6 and you get 10 mystery game keys. You don't know what they're going to be, but they're like, there's triple a titles in here. You could get, I still haven't gotten one of those, but I bought like, I keep buying these mystery bundles, man. And it's like, so I'm playing all these games. I've never heard of, never would have played um, that are from like, I mean, some of them are, like, from, like, 2009, 2010. Like, some of them are old-ass games. But um, some, there's some diamonds in the rough as well. So, yeah, it's something fun about, like, just hitting that reveal code key or reveal game. And then it's like, man, what's it going to be? And then it's like, and so my thing now is, like, as soon as it gets revealed, I go to the Steam website and I look to see what it is. First of all, I look to see if it's Steam Deck compatible. Second of all, I look at the reviews, um, you know, very positive, mostly positive, whatever. And then I check to see, like, the price. And some of these games, dude, I just got one. It was a 49-cent game. And I'm like, really? It was like a Leisure Suit Larry game. You ever play those? They're still happening, believe it or not. And um, I got one of them. So, um, yeah. I got a whole, but it's funny too, because like I'll look at them and then if they're not Steam compatible or whatever, if I just doesn't seem like something I'm interested in, I'll put it on a list. Like an, an, I have a notes thing on my phone of all these Steam codes I have now that I have no desire to ever use or whatever. So I got to figure out what to do with those. What about you? You play anything good? I haven't really played anything uh, new lately. A little bit of Red Dead Online, uh, but mostly got back into Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Because uh, Season 2 finally just dropped on the 15th of February. So a couple days after that, I got back into it, snagged the Battle Pass. 
got about 10% through it so far and I'm back on the grind. Nice. You enjoying it? Yeah. Yeah. They, they added a uh, infection mode back in. So it's kind of cool to be able to play a party mode like that and mm-hmm. uh, relieve some tension after playing the new hardcore mode that they also added back in, which is pretty good. Like I'm always a hardcore player. I was not a big fan of the tier one changes, which is like a weird hybrid of realism mode and hardcore. I'm just happy to have hardcore back. Nice. Yeah. I, I know you're, you're, you're really, you're a hardcore guy. I've, I've described oh, yeah. uh, you as that before. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. I, um, I just deleted it. Like just recently I had to make room for, um, you know, PlayStation VR. We're going to talk about that a oh, little yeah. bit, but I had to make room for some, uh, some PSVR two games and call of duty, man. It had to, it took the hit. It's like, uh, 110 gigs or whatever i gotta it's a big you know, i'll go back to it but all right should we talk about some games let's get into it all right let's talk about our new releases from last week first up atomic heart came out for pc ps4 ps5 xbox one xs uh, this came out february 21st it's a first person shooter you got powers can upgrade abilities you got crazy like glove hands that shoots things out there's weird sexy robots um and it's all set in an alternate 1955 ussr soviet union um world and uh yeah, yeah. there's lots of Looks lots of wild. controversy going on about this game right now you, you following this yeah yeah saw the headlines but didn't really read too far into it i know ukraine is kind of asking for it to be banned on playstation and xbox uh some pro Russia stuff in it potentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. So it's like, I guess they're alleging that the, the production company has ties to, you know, Russia and, you know, the, and, and their support of the Russian military um, war uh, on the Ukraine. So again, it's all alleged. Um, I think the only like real hard evidence is that the, company that owns the production company has given money they're they're very pro russia and has given money to russian government before um but people are also upset that the you know the production company that made atomic heart never really came right out and denounced russia's attack on the ukraine they just said you know we don't want anybody injured and that was basically it so you know people are really um yeah, they're they're not happy about it. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, I want to check comes, it out still. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, it, I, I hope none of that's true. Uh, but it's it's becoming very hard to be like an ethical consumer in the gaming world these days. So, um, hopefully none of that's true because I'd like to try it out. It's like a yeah, a, like a Bioshock or a Fallout set in like a fifties alternate universe Russia. That exactly. sounds appealing in almost every way. Yeah, yeah, and it looks it looks weird. So now it's getting like the reviews for it are all over the place. It's like in the seventies on Metacritic, and some, I mean, some reviews are eight nines, and and some are are you know fives. So it's like obviously you know it's falling in the uh, middle there, but it's like I don't know. I don't know if any of that controversy is is skewing the reviews, but um, yeah, it's definitely interesting. And it's on Game Pass, so like if I just played on Game Pass, I'm not really giving them any money. Right, so that's 
ethically okay, right? Hopefully you're absolved there. Yeah. That's, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll sleep better at night, I guess, knowing that I'm not giving them money. And it's, I've already subscribed to Game Pass. So I'm not even, you know, yeah. doing that. So next up, Like a Dragon Ishin came out for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, X, and S. This is, um, so it was a 20, it came out in 2014 initially, but it was only released in Japan. Um, and it's like set in the 1800s and you play as this dope samurai and you just murder everybody. That's basically what I got from the trailer. Um, there's four different fighting styles. You could like be like a, a gunman or a, a swordsman or a coxman. I don't know. But I made that last one up. Um, but there's like just a ton of uh, like different side quests you could do. And like it looks it looks great. Yeah, it looks super, super bloody, super violent. Um, but yeah, it's it's on the list, man. I, I it absolutely um, it looks cool. I like the uh, the setting. I like the style. I always like you know. There's a lot of cool samurai games out there right now, um, and this is just a, another one. I'm putting it on the list. Uh, and then last up, Octopath Traveler Two. Came out for PC, PS4, PS5, and Nintendo Switch. This is like um, it's a JRPG, kind of the classic um, role-playing game gameplay. It's like the turn-based gameplay, and it's the best part about it is the the beautiful like art style. So it's like got these 3D um, textured like backgrounds, and then these little sprite characters that exist in this world. Um, they're really really cool. Friends of mine like love these games, or specifically the first Octopath Traveler. Uh, big fan of it. I guess like you have eight different heroes and you switch between them throughout the game, um, and then yeah, like I said, turn based and all that fun role playing game nonsense. All right, and that's it for our new release games. There's one other major new release that I feel like we need to talk about. Now, um, well, this is a separate. This is a separate corner. This is a E Rock the Reds VR corner, and then there's gonna be a cool stinger that comes in. Pew pew pew! Like these amazing graphics. I got the PSVR too. I, that was a hold. That was a hold for applause. Um, just you know, it's happening. So I, I've like literally for the past what four months I've been back and forth whether or not I wanted to get it or not, and I finally did. I finally just uh, pre-ordered it. It showed up uh, just the other day, and uh, I got a lot to say about it. Are you ready? Sit back, relax, grab a beverage. This is Iraq Thread VR Corner. More, more sting, stingers coming in. More applause. It's all happening. Um, so yeah, so I got the system, popped it open, popped it on. I had the PlayStation VR one. I've only ever once done like, um, PC VR in the, what was it? The Vive? I think I did it once. Not the Quest. It was either the Vive or the Quest. I only did it once at a friend's house and, um, it was cool. It was the best thing about those, the PC VR in my mind is that you could just, like any game you could have mods and just like play like random games in VR. That's pretty cool. Um, what's great about a console VR though, is that the games you're playing are made specifically for, 
a, a virtual reality um, experience and they play perfectly right out of the box. So first of all, you put the, the headset on, um, super comfortable. It doesn't, uh, you know, it sits really well. I played it for about maybe about an hour and a half today. And um, towards the end, I did feel a little bit of like heaviness on the bridge of my nose. So I had to like adjust it back. But other than that, it I didn't feel like I had it on like hardly at all. It was great for the whole like, you know, over an hour. Um, clarity is fantastic. It's got a bit of a smaller sweet spot. Um, so like, you know, you move it up a little bit and it's blurry, you move it down a little bit, it's blurry, but then you, you lock it in and you tie, you, you twist it in and it locks it on your head right in that spot. And then it, it's, it's perfect. Like, um, the, the colors are amazing. Cause it's got the, it's got two OLED screens in there. So like the blacks are super black and the colors just pop, dude. Like I played this one game It's called Cosmo, Cosmonious High. I played a demo of it and it's like, um. You're in like a high school or whatever, and it's it's these bright, very bright alien like characters and stuff, and it was insane like, the level of brightness and stuff. I played Horizon, um, the you know the Horizon Call of the Mountain game, and like you know the the sky is super bright, and you look at the sun, and it's just like everything is so bright, and like the darks, which you know sometimes you don't get a very black black in VR. There's a little bit of like you know, um, the screen door effect or like, and this, it still has a little bit of that, but the, like the dark scenes, like I was playing resident evil eight, which I would never do <laughs> otherwise. But I was like, everybody's saying how it's the best, like one of the best games for the PlayStation VR. And it was on sale. It was on sale for 20 bucks. So I'm like, I gotta get it. I popped it on terrified. Um, but it is, it's such an amazing experience. It looks so good. The graphics are fantastic. Um, what else? Oh, the controllers are interesting. They're, they're hard to like, if you're, if you're not looking, it, they're hard to put on. Like if you have the headset on, it's like, it's hard to get them on. The cool thing about the headset is that you could press a little button on it and, um, the headset, it has camera, the headset has cameras throughout and you can see your surroundings through the the headset, which is really cool. Um, I've never experienced anything like that. But and then another cool thing that um, not as many games are are using it right now, but it's eye tracking. So like you you know wherever you're looking in the game, you can use it for the menus in the game or whatever to like choose like what you want to to pick. The, but the big thing with the eye tracking is it has this thing called foveated rendering. And it, wherever your eye is looking, it renders that using more power and it, it takes a little bit of the clarity away from the other spots that you're not looking. So it kind of just focuses it there. So it's, it's using the limited power. I mean, it's not limited The PlayStation's power. It's, it's less obviously, but it's using that, um, smartly in that, like the, the shit you're looking at is like super crystal clear but the things kind of like off to the sides are are a little bit blurry um so that's fantastic too i played i played a lot of games gran turismo 7 was the first one i put in because i was waiting for the controllers to charge so it's a racing game you use the dual shot controller instantly i got sick like not like throw up sick but like i haven't played a vr game like that in a while and so it's, it pops you right into a car 
and I'm driving and like, you know, when your body's not moving the same way as you're seeing yourself move, it does something weird. So instantly, so I played maybe about five, 10 minutes of that and it wasn't getting any better. And I was like, okay, I got to take a break from this. So I stopped doing that and I played my favorite game from PSVR one, uh, it's a game called synth riders and it's like, um, a music game, basically like you're kind of like, like beat saber or whatever, but you're just kind of hitting these things and it's more like you're dancing. Um, those games so fun. And in this game with the, with the, intense color and the intense brightness and everything dude it was just just amazing so that was really cool and then i tried um i got a review copy of a game called townsman didn't think i was gonna like this game what it is it's like a um like a uh, a sim game you're like but you're like a a giant like god or whatever and you have this island in front of you. And it's like you could bring it like right up here. And you see these little people like walking right in front of your face and stuff like that. And you could pick them up and tell them to do stuff. Or like, um, you know, if you need like wood or whatever, you could just like go grab it and like hand it to them on this little map. And it was so much fun. I'm going to have, uh, uh, I'll be putting up a full review of that one. As well as I got a review copy of a game called Unplugged. It's a... Um, like an air guitar thing. So you're playing like a guitar. It's kind of like a rock band thing that you got the things coming down the track and you got to like, you got to rock out at the same time. And then it's like, so that was a lot of fun. Um, I talked about horizon. That was amazing. I only played the demo of that. Um, and I really want to get the full game as soon as, uh, as soon as I can. Um, after the fall, Never played this one before. It was out previously. They upgraded it for PSVR 2. It's kind of like a zombie shooter, but it's a four-player co-op game. This was a big surprise. I got in there, and I could not believe like the, the gunplay in it. Uh, fantastic. The um, Just the, the, the sense of like the, the zombies coming at you and stuff. Really, really cool. That's a, I'm a big fan of that one. And then I just tried the... Star Wars. There's like a Star Wars demo. Um, and I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but this game was really well done for this first part. This first part, it was like you just you're in the cantina and you're kind of just getting an idea of um, you know, you get the sense of scale and, and stuff like that. There's a few like you play darts and stuff like that, but it doesn't have like the full game you go out and you do adventures and stuff like that. But this one, um, the graphics were beautiful, but I can't really comment on the the actual gameplay but um you know in a in as brief uh as i could go that's that's my quick take on the on the playstation vr2 um haven't i only got it yesterday so well i gotta mention too first right out right out of the box there's an issue with one of the controllers not working when you are in a game and Sony still hasn't put out a, like a patch for this. It works in a menu just fine. So it's not like a hardware problem. But when you're in a game, you have to use a workaround in that you start the game first and then turn on the controllers and then it works. If you have the controllers on before you start the game, it, it won't. One of the controllers just won't work. Yeah, crazy, right? I was like furious. You know, you buy a $600 thing and, um, and you just want it to work. Is that too much to ask? So all things considered for it, like the games that are out right now, would you say that uh, somebody 
who enjoys their PlayStation VR 1 that this is a worthwhile upgrade, or should they maybe wait until there's a wider selection of games or a better price on it? I would say if you have a PS5 and you are interested in VR, then absolutely get the VR 2. It's... um. Even if you never had the VR one, but just want to try VR, think it's something that you would enjoy. It is, I mean, it's a huge jump from the initial one in terms of setup. Like this has one cord, you know, it still has a cable. It's not, it's not wireless like the MetaQuest 2, I believe. Um, but it, it's just one and it's a long cord. You could get it. It's just a USB-C. You could get an extension, plug that in. And it didn't bother me at all. Like it was, I didn't even realize it was there and that's it. And then you're in there, you're playing it. There's not a bunch of like HDMI shit to like mess with. So, um, the games, as far as the games right now, there's, I mean, there's a huge lineup, especially if you weren't, if you didn't play the first one, because so many of those games, they did make, um, PSVR two versions of them. Some of them you have to rebuy. Some of them have a free upgrade. Some of them only cost like five or $10 to get the upgrade. So there are a lot of options, um, you know, like Tetris Effect, that's $10 to upgrade. Um, same with Res, $10 to upgrade if you had them. But um, right now, I think, I mean, there, I have enough games that I'll be playing probably, you know, I'll be playing it for like four months without worrying about new games. And there's already a bunch that I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy this game called Pistol Whip. Everybody says it's amazing. It's kind of like a rhythm shooter. Um, and then there was a state of play that just came out, a Sony state of play that came out today. We're going to talk about, they announced five more games there. So the games aren't an issue as far as triple a games. You know, you got Gran Turismo seven. If you're into racers, um, resident evil eight, if you're into horror games and then, you know, horizon, as far as an action game go, those are all the, like the big triple a games right now. Um, but some of these indie ones that are coming out are really doing a great job utilizing the um, the VR and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I'm a big fan. I definitely do recommend it. If you know, if you don't have a PlayStation Five, and then you know that's a little different when you're talking about going out and spending eleven, twelve hundred dollars on something like that to get VR. Um, but if you already got the PS Five and you're loving it, you know. Um, 550 bucks to, to get playing in VR and, and it's amazing VR. It rivals PC VR, uh, in my experience and from what I've read. Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan and, uh, it's, it's gonna, um, you know, I'm not going to be, it's going to go into all the other games that I'm going to be playing. So, um, we'll, we'll see how, how I manage to, uh, you know, balance the two. Oh, speaking of, playing regular games though i did try there's like you could play like a cinematic mode where it's just a giant screen um and that you know it's not like uh crystal clear like a 4k tv is but it's close man it's close like almost like a 10 foot 4k tv in front of you um the oleds really do a great job uh rendering that so all right enough about the playstation vr let's talk about some news let's talk about our news of the week All right, first up, Sony recently had a state of play 
Uh, this is, you know, they just went over some some new game announcements, some stuff that we knew was coming, talked about a bunch of stuff. Let's run through it real quick. Um, the main thing they talked about was the look at the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game. We got an extended look, more of the gameplay, um, and it looks amazing. Dude, I have been, like, we talked about it before. I was on the fence, all right, right from the start, bam, I'm, I'm in, 100% in. Um, they show the battle pass. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Gotham Knights came out and that kind of stunk. So I was like, uh, I, I was wavering. I watched this trailer. Boom. I'm right back in it, dude. I'm right back oh, at yeah. 12 o'clock. You know what I mean? Bam. Straight yeah, up. It, it, it looks amazing. Like I've not even seen the Suicide Squad movies. I've just seen, uh, who's the John Cena character on the Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that show. So I, I, if he's in this game, I'll buy it for sure. But, you should uh, watch the Suicide Squad movies if you like Peacemaker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to eventually. But mm-hmm. but on that subject and this whole, like, uh, the cinematic universe, are you, like, as big of a DC fan as you are Marvel? So I always, when I was growing up, I was a, I was reading comics from a, from a young age. And I mostly read Marvel and Image Comics. And then as an adult, I, I kind of discovered DC, some of the older stories, and... Uh, Kind of got into those characters a little bit more. Um, and also, you know, the the excellent CW shows, Arrow, Flash, those sort of things. They helped to, uh, you know, get me into that world. But, um, you know, Marvel always, they still, you know, they still have that magic that DC is trying to really capture. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this game looks fantastic, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DC seems to be doing things like just... A little bit different than Marvel, and I'm I'm really into it. Like this game looks better than most of the Marvel games that I've seen over the past couple of years. Yeah, they're really leaning into like the R-rated stuff, like you know, a little bit more violent, uh, a little bit more adult, um, and I like that. This game definitely looks that. It's you know, it's uh, very violent, it's very funny, and like oh, yeah. you know, some some language. So yeah, I'm excited for this. And they did talk about the. Um, you know that that battle pass is only going to be cosmetic battle pass, and then there's going to be all this like upgradable stuff. So yeah, we'll see. I'm still you know hesitant, knowing that this may be games as service-y, but um, definitely um, just based on the, the what we saw from the cutscenes and the story in this, it looks like it's going to have a fantastic story that's already going to get me to uh, you know be invested in the game. So. Um, they also revealed three new Street Fighter Six characters: Zangief, Lily, and Cami. Are you a uh, are you a Street Fighting man? Nah, like fighting games in general are are not my area. Yeah, yeah, me either. I always like to play them, just to you know, mostly like the Mortal Kombat games I'll play or whatever. Uh, and the Injustice games. Speaking of DC, those games are fantastic. But um, yeah, I've never never been one to play these, especially like you know when you got to play like online against people. Oh yeah not happening um but the game it looks great looks a lot of fun boulders gate 3 um they showed uh, a trailer for that very D, you know they got the the classes they showed some of the fighting and then the release date august 31st for um all those uh tabletop rpg lovers out there uh new resident evil 4 remake trailer showed the return of the classic mercenaries mode from the original game uh, Destiny 2, Lightfall, um, that trailer uh, coming out, new game, or that DLC or whatever they call it, uh, comes out February 28th. And then the 
the PSVR 2 games that I talked about earlier, um, they showed five new games coming sometime in the future. Um, one of them looked really strange. What was it? It was like uh, Synapse uh, or something like that. Some. Anyways, it's like black and white, and there's these pops of color everywhere, and you're shooting these people, and you're using telekinetic powers. Um, looked really, really cool. Uh, there's a game from um, Isaac Asimov based on his Foundation uh, series, and then a game called Before Your Eyes, where uh, whenever you blink, you you jump forward in time. So um, that one looks really interesting as well. Uh, and then... Um, new game from the developers of Tetris Effect, a game called Humanity. It's like a weird, like, Lemmings-style game where, like, there's just all these, like, hundreds of people chasing after a dog. I don't know. It looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where yeah, that one like ranks. a rainbow of people for some yeah. reason. It, yeah. it was strange in the trailer. It was strange. That's uh, going to be out on PS4, PS5, and PSVR 2, so I have no idea what that's going to be. Um, and then Shia, um, we saw the... They talked about this uh, a while back. It may be like one of the Game Awards or whatever, but it looks really cool. You can go into like these animals and, and fly around and do all this stuff. But that game is going to be a day one game on the PlayStation Plus Extra. So um, that's finally, they're finally taking a page from Game Pass and bringing some new games to the, to the service. So that one will be good. That's on March 21st. Uh, Goodbye Volcano High. I was watching the, the, state of play with my wife and she was like super into this one it's like a uh, about weird like dinosaur high schoolers dinosaur brony combos yeah exactly dude they're strange looking uh creatures um but that comes out june 15th uh what else um new look at wayfinder this is gonna be the new um i think it's like a mmo rpg or something i don't know if it's free to play or what but uh, it looked interesting. So, yeah, that was pretty much it. Nothing really major coming out at this, but showing a, a, a lineup of, of things to come in the in the near future. Anything uh, you, anything on there get you excited? Not exactly. If I had the PlayStation VR 2, maybe so. But, I mean, Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League is about yeah. all that's going to do it for me on that list. I agree. Even as, you know, a huge Sony fanboy as I am, like, uh, sure, it was cool, some cool stuff. But even, like, the VR titles, like, I was hoping for maybe something a little bit grander. I don't know, maybe, like, a, you know, give me another. What I really want, everybody's really wanting a new Astro Bot. It was one of the games that came out previously with the PlayStation VR. It was a fantastic okay. game. But, you know, we'll see. All right. Let's move on to something just as exciting, if not more exciting. Will Call of Duty be coming to the Nintendo Switch or whatever the hell Nintendo's going to be doing in the near future? Yeah. Um, according to the president of the United States, no, the president of Xbox... They, they just signed a, a 10-year deal to bring Nintendo, I mean, bring Call of Duty to Nintendo. What What is your take on this thing? Well, with a big old asterisk that says, if the deal goes through with uh, to acquire Blizzard, King, five other companies under that umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so 
it makes me wonder if Nintendo has some hardware up their sleeve. Last time we 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 talked about um, it being at the end of the Switch's life cycle, and this was according to Nintendo and and a representative saying that with no new hardware planned or announced or something like that, we'd have to mm-hmm. look back at the language. But I mean, we haven't had so much as a hint of what's going to come next, and and maybe that's to keep Switch sales up in the meantime. Maybe they're not ready with whatever's coming next, but if it's going to run COD with, uh, they called it like feature parity, so a one-to-one, hopefully. I mean, I assume it can run maybe like a a version of Warzone at a a lighter resolution, but there's a lot going on in those games, Uh, a lot of detail packed into those games. So I'd almost hate to see what it would look like um, on the Switch if, if the next Call of Duty comes out on the Switch. Yeah, so the statement from Microsoft and Nintendo, it says, Microsoft and Nintendo have now negotiated and signed a binding 10-year legal agreement to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo players the same day as Xbox with full feature and content parity so that they can experience Call of Duty just as Xbox and PlayStation gamers enjoy Call of Duty. They're committed to providing long-term equal access to Call of Duty to other gaming platforms, bringing more choice to more players and more competition to the gaming market. Now, to me, this is just a show. This is just, um, you know, a, a puppet show for the, uh, you know, the people that are ruling on whether or not this Activision Microsoft deal should go through. In, yep. in so much is that Brad Smith, the, the guy, had a PlayStation contract with him when he had made this announcement and said, like, um, hang on, I have a quote from him. Uh we haven't agreed on a deal with Sony, but I hope we will. I hope today is a day that will advance our industry and in regulation in a responsible way. Sony can spend all its energy trying to block this deal, which will reduce competition and slow the evolution of the market. Or they can sit down with us and hammer out a deal. And he had a legitimate paper contract. Like, Sony's just going to be, like, in the crowd. It's like a wrestling thing where he's going to be in there. Let me sign that for the championship. Like, what is this? It's so, so ridiculous. Um, and it, like you said, it's all entirely dependent on, you know, this is not going to happen if, if they don't, if Xbox does not own yeah. Call of Duty at some point in the near future. So, and it's interesting that Nintendo's playing ball with, with Microsoft on this, yeah. but it, it illustrates how these companies see each other. Nintendo definitely sees themselves as something else compared to these other two major players in, in the gaming console space. Uh, whereas Xbox and PlayStation see each other as fierce competition other than when Xbox needs to prove a point. Yeah. Yep. So I don't, you know, take it with a grain of salt. If you're, uh, you know, you're a Nintendo head and you've been wanting to play Call of Duty all these years, like, sure, you know, it may happen. It may not happen. But right now, to me, it just seems like a, like a, a farce. And they're like, see, look at, we're playing ball. Look at Nintendo is going to have it. PlayStation, don't you want it? Like, I don't know, man. It's uh, the whole thing is a little silly. But I kind of hope it goes through so we can see what in the world they're going to do, though. It's true. Yeah. Like, are they going to be like, here, same day that Xbox gets Call of Duty, the Nintendo Switch will also have a full Call of Duty. (laughs) And glorious 480p. Yeah, like, and then as far as even creating that, how do you create a game that runs on Xbox you know, the, the yeah. Series X and runs on the Nintendo Switch. 
Yeah, with with feature parody, they said. Yes. I don't know, man. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm eager to to see more, hear more. We'll see. All right, let's move on uh, to our subscription gaming minute. It's another new another new one. That's you know just flying out. Bam, 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 bam. Not as exciting as the PlayStation VR one, but uh, still cool. Uh, PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium uh, announced their game catalog for February. This comes out February twenty first. Um, a lot of good ones. Like I wasn't. I was like initially. I was like. I mean, we talk about it all the time. The new games coming to subscription. Um, we should really have like a cool uh, segment. But this one, I was like, okay, do we really want to talk about it? And then I looked at the list, and I was like, damn. So Horizon Forbidden West comes to PS4, PS5. The Quarry comes to PS4, PS5. Uh, Resident Evil Biohazard. Um, that's Resident Evil Seven comes to PS4. Outriders comes to PS4, PS5. Scarlet Nexus comes to PS4, PS5. Borderlands 3 comes to them both. Tekken 7 comes to PS4. Ace Combat 7 uh, also comes to PS4. Earth Defense Force 5. That's a mouthful. Uh, to PS4. Oninaki comes to PS4. Lost Sphere. I Am Setsuna. Uh, both to PS4. And The Forgotten City comes to both PS4 and PS5. That's all on the PlayStation Extra catalog. And then PlayStation Premium Classics gets The Legend of Dragoon, Wild Arms 2, Harvest Moon, Back to Nature, and the the new PS4 Destroy All Humans game. So, I mean, that's that's February. And just on this list, the, the games that I'm excited to play, Horizon Forbidden West, The Quarry, I was waiting for a sale. That's um, like the Until Dawn you know, horror, dark, uh, dark pictures, anthology. Too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like that, where you control like these characters, um, outriders. I always wanted to give it a shot. It kind of flopped, but, um, I do like a good co-op shooter. And then Scarlet Nexus. I, I started that on, um, game pass, but I would definitely prefer to, you know, earn some trophies as I play it. It's like a, a role-playing game where you have like psychokinetic abilities. So yeah, dude, I was definitely I was I'm I'm hyped for for this month. So uh, really cool because even last month I think I talked about whether or not I was going to continue keeping the service, and uh, yeah, as of right now, I'm in. Nice. Yeah, don't sleep on Borderlands Three though. It's uh, yes, it's it's one of those games where like you can just pick it up at any time and uh, yeah, old timey fun. Well, it's funny Borderlands Three. That's one of the games I just got in my, one of my Steam bundles. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So I can play that wherever, whenever. Uh, and then we cannot leave out Game Pass. They also had their February announcement, the second wave, um, and they announced that um, Merge and Blade comes to Game Pass, console, PC, and cloud on February 28th. Uh, Soul Hackers 2. Also on February 28th, F1 2022. You love that game. You're a big fan of the F1 series. I know that. Um, That's coming to uh, console and PC uh, on March 2nd. And then Wolong Fallen Dynasty. That's the, uh, you know, day one on March 3rd comes to console and PC. I'm excited for that one. Another, uh, you know, uh, whatever. 
samurai game or whatever these games are. Okay. Some sort of Slash kung fu up. shit. Um, so yeah, uh, only four games, but some uh, some biggins. Yeah, and I know you'll be in there with your F one, just cruising around the you know, track as fast as you can go. When your control scheme is is so approachable to new players, how can you not love it? Absolutely, absolutely. And last up, gaming is about to get a lot scarier. Bloomhouse, the uh, the huge horror movie and TV production company, is launching a game studio. Um, are you are, are you familiar with the Bloomhouse pictures? Oh yeah, my my wife loves like the whole horror movie genre oh, and nice. everything they've ever done. Yes, yeah, they uh, all the classics: Paranormal Activity, Insidious, Creep. Uh, get out like all those two great movies um, and even some like uh, really good not horror movies they make too so I'm excited when I saw this um, let me read the the quote from president of Bloomhouse Abhijay Prakash for some time we have been looking to build out a team to start accessing the growth opportunity in interactive media uh, when we sat with Zach and Don, I'll get into who those guys are, uh, they articulated an approach that resonated with Bloomhouse's model, and we knew it was a perfect place for us to start our push into the interactive space. Um, so they're going to be uh, partnering with these intera- independent game developers to make indie budget games of under $10 million. So um, it's kind of the same strategy they use with their with their films, make these lower budget games and hope that they hit. Like, I mean, talk about paranormal activity that cost what like $150,000 to make and it made like I thought it was like $15,000 oh yeah that makes a lot more sense and then it made like $86 billion um so Zach and Don so Zach Woods and uh Don Sexler sexy sexyler um are going to be heading up the the company um so Zach Wood um he has been in video games for over 25 years he worked on every platform, including Game Boy, PlayStation, Xbox, worked on Sound Shapes, Hohokam, and Redfall. And then Seckler, uh, he's head of the finance department. He's worked for Sony uh, and helped reform PlayStation's relationship with third-party creators. So, you know, some some good people there running the show. And, uh, yeah, should be exciting, man. I'm excited to see what they can do. They do, like yeah. we said, they do good stuff with their movies, so. And uh, interesting strategy going for the lower budgets. Uh, we we hear every day there's a new studio forming, and it's going to be a AAA studio. It's yep. got all these huge people. Well, huge huge people, huge names, huge money, huge disappointments sometimes. Smart. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Like you, like I mean, we see it all. Like the Blue Mouse is that's their thing. Like you look at their movies, and they're very there's very few that are huge you know they're not like fast and furious like numbers where they're just putting all this money in there and but more subtle creepy and uh i'm excited to see what they could do with games um as much as i love playing i mean i love the idea of horror games i i'm not i don't love playing them as much but um i i buy i buy them all and then i just uh you know pee my pants while i play them Mm. but i buy a lot of pants it's cool just uh, I'm obsessed with the image now in my head. Now that you said like Fast and Furious and and Bloomhouse, I'm thinking like Paranormal Activity Three, Tokyo Drift. Yes. Off the back of a nuclear submarine, Jason Statham. Uh huh. Just ghost, ghost, <laughs> ghost riding the whip. 
That's... <laughs> yes, Ghost Rider. Just Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah, he's in there, too. <laughs> Absolutely. That's going to be it for us here at Gaming News Weekly. My name is Erek the Red. Um, here, this guy right here, full clip. Check us out on Fruit Lab. We're posting all our quality gaming content over there. You can also check us out on YouTube. I'm at Pop Culture Playground. He is at GameFax, G-A-M-E-F-A-X. You can also find him occasionally on Twitch, full clip underscore F-L. And then check out this show in the audio format on cassette in a, in a uh, you know, uh, uh, like a, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw a, a few cassette tapes around, maybe like a Goodwill here and there. Yeah, McDonald's restroom, yeah, maybe just, changing table. Exactly. Just pop in there, look for a cassette. If you find one, it's like a golden ticket. You get a, uh, you know, a meet and greet <laughs> with a full clip. I'm too cool for that. And, um, yeah, no. Podcasts. You ever heard of podcasts? It's like cassette tapes that you just download. Um, you could get us anywhere on the go. Make it happen. And then check us out on TikTok. Uh, who are close. We're getting real close to 300 followers over there on the old TikTok. So uh, I am going to be starting to just put my breasts right out there. So, you know, if that sounds interesting. Go. Well, we'll be at 300,000 before we know it. Exactly. Yeah. Who doesn't want to see these bosoms? All right. You got anything else? That's it. All right. We're done here. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.